like I like I say at the end of all my shows, you know, some will, some won't. So what? Just you know, let them die poor. <laughs> and there we have the introduction for the podcast. You're listening to the Power Gold Podcast, bringing you the latest tips, tricks, and strategies for making gold in World of Warcraft. I'm your host Jim Yunkin, and now on with the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Power Word Gold podcast, episode number 84. I'm Jim Yunkin, along with our special guest, Steed. Hello, Steed. How's it going? Pretty good, Jim. How are you doing? Oh, man, your voice sounds so nice. <laughs> mm. Voice made for radio. No, face. No, voice. I don't. I I have a face made for radio. I'll take either one. <laughs> uh, I'm, uh, uh, I'm. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, if you want to find more from us, of course, you can head over to powerwordgold.net. Well, us meaning me. I'm trying to, I'm actually going to try to stop using us. I like it, but it's confusing and I'm, I'm not my podcast and I'm not my blog, which is why I use the like royal us and we. But anyways, you can find me. No, see, that doesn't work. You can find a powerword gold over at powerwordgold.net. We're on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, tw- Tumblr. What else? Google Plus, Reddit, um, Twitch. Um, yeah. <laughs> Steed, my anywhere friend. You can, anywhere you can look, just about. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Where can people find more uh, from you? Well, I, uh, I have a gold-making podcast called Late Night with Steed. You can find more from me at www.lnws.net. Mm, nice. And are you on Twitter by any chance? Oh, yeah, at SteedWow. That's S-T-E-D-E-W-O-W. Nice. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to have you on. Well, thanks, man. Excited to be here. <laughs> um, let's go ahead and get started with the show here, episode number 84. We're going to start out with shout-outs. And, Steed, did you want to start out with some shout-outs? Yeah, I, uh, you know, I want to give a shout-out to Ute's dad for... Uh, a really great comment on a blog post that I had recently uh, this week. Um, shout out to all the guys that you know regularly watch the show and also contribute and kind of help me out with different things, including uh, Fat Lutes and uh, Goblin Rasset and um, you know all the other folks that have, have come on the show and, and been guests and helped make it what it is. And especially you know my co-host Catherine Man. So thanks to all you guys. Um, for all that you do and, and for all your support. Awesome, awesome. Isn't the isn't the isn't isn't aren't people awesome? <laughs> people are definitely I mean, I'm I'm constantly surprised and amazed by you know, all the folks that, that really enjoy gold making. It's a it's a cool community to be a part of. Alright, so I'm gonna go ahead and give some shout outs. These are Twitter shout outs. So shout out to Greg Farrell. Um, I might have to pick his brain about programming profits. Soko, uh, who else is on here? Profits, 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 profits. Twitchy, (laughs) (laughs) Pets of Warcraft B, um, who else is on here? Scott Lees, Martha Pie, Fat Lutes, Drunken Mogul, Grays, Haster, and everybody else that interacts with us on Twitter. And also thanks to people that are interacting with us on Facebook. Um, you guys are awesome. So, 
let's get into the show. All right. So we're going to start out with a simple tip and trick. If people don't learn anything else from our podcast, hopefully they can learn this. And Steve, you, I asked you to give one. Can you give a simple tip and trick for our listeners, our wonderful, beautiful, intelligent listeners? Absolutely, I can. So, and, and folks probably, a number of them already know this, but there's an item called Moss Agate. It's a low-level gem. And you need a lot of them when you're leveling jewel crafting. And people tend to level their alt professions or their professions in general on the weekend. So it's a good idea to maybe kind of keep an eye on this market for this one item and watch how it how it sinks and how it rises depending on what time of the week it is. And during the week, you'll probably notice the prices fall. Then on the weekend, they'll they'll rise back up as they get bought up. And if you can time that right, if you can get used to that cycle, you can make yourself some pretty good gold by uh, selling high on the weekend and buying low during the week. And it's a, a great introduction to gold making for anybody who's out there just getting started. Hmm, thank you so much. Now, do you have any... Uh do you have any stack sizes that you generally do, or do you just do singles? Or I generally will sell in singles. Um, that's, that's usually how you find them. Um, I think that you need about, if I'm remembering right, most leveling guides call for about 30 of these for just a single jewel crafter. Mm-hmm. So they do get bought up in bulk. Um, but usually folks like to buy singles of these uh, just for odds and ends, or maybe they already have some that they were saving up or that they prospected from, say, tin or some other ore, and they just need a few more. So I always like to post in singles. Mm, nice. Great, great. Simple tip and trick. Now, on to the show, on to the, the main part of the show here. And the main reason I wanted to have you on the show was because um, your podcast has been going along, trucking along. I think yeah. you're up to episode 16. Yep, that was our last episode with 16, yeah. Man. Our most recent one. Crazy. Hopefully not the last one, yeah. That's awesome. That Actually, in in, in, uh, in gold-making um, podcast terms, that's pretty good. Oh, like wow. Like when the old-timers help, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's awesome. <laughs> so um, I wanted to start with talking about you and can you tell me a little bit about what got you started playing world of warcraft i got started playing world of warcraft a uh, a buddy of mine you know was constantly on my case and he he's one of these guys who runs really hot and cold with games and he's <laughs> he's always into something new but he was dead set on you're gonna play warcraft man we're gonna get you into it and um and i started and then after two weeks i quit playing that was back in BC. But then he was relentless in, in wrath. He got me to start again, and that's when it's when it stuck. So it was the summer before um, before Ruby Sanctum. So that was uh, that was just before StarCraft II, I think, launched. And I can remember because I had to call Blizzard customer service, and I had like a two-hour hold time because <laughs> everybody <laughs> was calling for. Starcraft too, but uh, but yeah, you know, from there, it just kind of set in. I didn't get, I didn't jump in head first to start with. I, you know, I was leveling with him on Recruit a Friend, and so with the triple experience, there really wasn't any point to um, for me to log in and start like questing without him because then we'd get out mm-hmm. of sync with our levels, and then the experience would be really slow. And back then, 
that was before they gave you experience for you know um, mining and herbing and things like that. Mm-hmm. So whenever I had nothing else to do and he wasn't around, I had I had mining because he told me that mining was a good profession because it would help me level jewel crafting, which would make me gold. And that way, it wouldn't cost me so much gold to, to level jewel crafting. So I would run around Arathi Highlands at like level 40 and just dink on iron ore nodes all the time. And, uh, you know, I was selling the ore and I thought, man, this is way more gold than I ever made questing. <laughs> and uh, from there, I just got hooked. You know, I think everybody starts somewhere and a lot of us start farming. So so that's that's your introduction to World of Warcraft. And also that's one of the things that started getting you into to making gold was, yeah. was farming right there at the beginning. Yeah. I, you know, I, I always, in the beginning, you don't always, you don't have all your armor pieces. And so you go to those initial vendors and I, I think of it like, Oh, this is, you know, I was new to wow. This was, uh, you know, kind of like any other RPG that I've ever played. So I went to the vendor and I said, Oh, he's got stuff and I don't even have anything to equip. I need to be able to buy it. And then I'd run out of, well, silver. It wasn't even gold at that <laughs> point. I said, man, I need to, I need to farm up some more of this stuff so that I can get, you know, the gold I need. And, uh, and it just kind of snowballed from there. So me and you have been in contact for quite a while, probably from, mm-hmm. I don't know. What, did you, were you aware of me when I first started out? Like, like it's coming up on three years ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That makes, that makes a lot of sense. I, 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 I mean, I knew you were you were there whenever I started looking around into gold making. I didn't know that if that was exactly when you started or if you had been around for a long time before that. But that's about how long I've been around doing gold making. So that sounds right. I was looking. I was. I did a. I have a daily gold making podcast um, called the Goldmaker Podcast, which if people are listening, they can find at gldmkr.com. And also on iTunes, we're so excited now. But you used to have a blog called The Revenge. I was reading down my blog roll or my yeah. old blog directory, and I saw that you had The Revenge, Steed's Revenge. Yeah. And uh, that looked like you were posting back in 2011. Yeah, uh, so I had that one, and before that one, I had another one called Venture LLT. Oh, and, uh, okay. Yeah, so those were kind of my first stab at, uh, you know, doing some gold making blogs. I had some really good stuff on the first one. The Revenge was more or less a kind of a, I did a weekly mashup of all the different gold blog posts around, you know, the wild gold blogosphere. Okay, yeah, I remember Venture. For some reason, it's not on my list. I don't know, maybe by the time I created the list, you were... What was the website? Do you, is it still up or is it gone? It's gone now. Both of those are gone. <laughs> I ended up had a lot of uh, maintenance issues with those, so mm-hmm. I took them down. <laughs> but uh, so I had some good stuff come out. What, what got you started actually opening up a blog and, and writing about gold making? You know, I'd always read these things back to the days when you know. Um, Gold and Marco were both, you know, kind of big players, and we had, you know, Wes and all those guys who were blogging about gold. And I, I wrote into Marco's blog, and I said, "Hey, I had this great tip. I found out that, you know, I can, I can make this jewelry. I can take moss agates and buy them in the middle of the week and sell them on the week." 
That's right. So no, I can make uh, you know these um I think bloodstone bands is what they were called mm-hmm. in Wrath and then Vendorum and I'd still come out ahead. I could make some gold, which for me was a big deal because I had maybe like three or four K and if I could make like an extra four hundred as a big deal for me, even if it took me however long mm-hmm. for no risk. So I wrote that into the blog. And then as I got into, you know, learning more and being on the, the consortium forums and digesting and reading more of the information there, you know, I decided that there were some, a few things that I was figuring out that I wanted to share with folks. And so I started blogging about it. And, uh, you know, it, it covered kind of that intermediate stage where, You've been in gold making for a little bit, but maybe you don't have a whole lot of gold. I started, I think, writing whenever I had five or six K. That was back in Wrath. Um, and then it kind of followed me all the way up till I hit about 500 K. And then I kind of stopped for a while blogging, not making gold. And, um, you know, then I picked back up for a little bit, just doing a mashup. And, you know, really, the stuff with uh, gold making kind of comes and goes here and there. And uh, my interest kind of would wax and wane for the game. But, you know, I've kind of come back and just been able to really relax and just kind of focus on one thing at a time. And it's been it's been really good. So, you know, I've got the podcast going. Um, there was a period there that I wasn't blogging that I was co-host with uh, Euripides on the Call to Auction podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a lot of fun. Our, uh, our recording times didn't always work out for me, so eventually I kind of stepped away from that. But I always really loved podcasting. So then I decided, you know, just this past summer that I was going to start my own podcast, and it's been a lot of fun doing that. It's been a lot of fun. I, um, but no, as far as the actual goal making goes, you know, I've done been a part of some really cool things that we've developed. We've, uh, you know, developed you know, spreadsheets that take care of a lot of the math behind Cataclysm Shuffle and then, of course, behind the MOP, Miss Pandaria Shuffle. Um, because there is a lot of, you know, math and different things that you can do um, with all those items. That's why we call it a shuffle is because you can make a ton of different things just from ore. Um, I've also, you know, I started out, you know, like I said, farming and then Cataclysm came and Launch. I wasn't out there leveling. I was out there farming up ore, and then I would smelt it into bars and prospect it into gems, and I would sell everything I could. And within the first ten days, I started Cataclysm with like six k, and I had a hundred k after ten days. So after that, I'd, I never mind again. <laughs> I uh, I got into just um, you know some of the crafting professions, mostly jewel crafting. And slowly, I, I worked a second tune up to up to 80 and started enchanting and disenchanting stuff because I got tired of waiting on other guys to um, to do all the disenchanting for me. And then I got into inscription. And there were just a lot of things. Those are highly um, – those are the three professions that I would say the most that have the most processing involved. Mm-hmm. Um, they take the most time. And I was a part of helping with some of the development of the Consortium Key Sender, which is a tool that helps you prospect or mill or disenchant things kind of in the background mm-hmm. um, while you're doing other things on your computer. Love it. I love it. I yeah, it's it an amazing it. tool. It really is. Um, 
you know, I, I helped, uh, gosh, I, I helped develop some of the higher theory behind, uh, what we now call vertical monopolies, which is basically, uh, forcing material prices to a certain, um, to a certain level to where your competition is too scared to buy your, their mats at that high of a price. And eventually the resulting goods also rise in price and you have less competition. Um, I know several gold makers who have made millions of gold, uh, doing those types, types of moves. And it's, you know, it's only applicable in, in certain situations. There's, there's not many gold types, gold tips that are one size fits all, but <laughs> that was a really cool one because, you know, it's kind of daring and, you don't always know that that stuff's going to work. And we really thought through it, me and some of the guys on the consortium forums and, um, put it together and then tried it out. It worked for most of the folks that tried it. So that was really neat. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's been really cool to, uh, kind of see the community grow just in the time that I've been around, you know, the, um, we have things now like TSM, and when I was around, it was Auction Profit Master. That was kind of the precursor to TSM. Um, when the Undermine Journal was still in beta, um, if you look at the hate maps for uh, for glyphs on the inscription page, that was something that um, I kind of theorized that you know glyphs glyphs have their pricing should be somewhat dictated by how easy they are to learn. And, um, you know, we did some tests using the Armory API data that we had. And we saw, hey, sure enough, yeah, trainer glyphs are almost all the time have a lower market value than glyphs you learn from other researches. And so you're able to kind of trim down the amount of glyphs that you can make if you say, well, then I'm just not going to bother with trainer glyphs. And we presented, you know, that to Aurorus and said, you know, it would be really cool because at the time we didn't have um, glyphs on the inscription page. But we said it would be really cool if we could get like heat maps and we could break them up by the source from which you learn um, the glyphs. And so I showed that to him and he said, oh, that's cool. And, you know, now we have our current glyphs page on the uh, the Undermine Journal. So that's really neat. Now... You seem like you've been involved in a lot of kind of technical and theory type things. Are you a like programmer or do you, what, what are you just a technical minded person? Cause not everybody that I know can really try to figure out these technical theory type stuff. You said you were involved in CKS. Was that like a design type thing or did you actually do some of the coding or? Well, um, you know, specifically to CKS, CKS is based on um, AutoHotKey, the scripting language, and it's uh, it's got an interface, and you know, it's got a front end so that people can kind of you know adapt it to to their needs. Yeah, I use um, AutoHotKey for my dual boxing. Yeah, and I've I've used it before for the very same thing. I actually wrote my own uh, my own key cloning scripts for multi-boxing, which was pretty cool. But, um, yeah, I mean, I did not program any part of CKS. I was mostly involved in kind of, I guess, imagining what could be done. Mm -hmm. And, um, then, you know, starting to comment on liaising with the technical aspects of how it worked and trying to rectify that with the terms of service so that 
it was something that didn't run afoul of those terms mm-hmm. of service. Um, myself, I've always been kind of a math guy. Um, I've got an undergraduate degree in math. I've got a uh, graduate degree in biostatistics, and it's something that I use pretty much every day at work, and it involves a lot of um, coding of programs to uh, you know, run statistical analyses and manipulate data and different things like that. So, yeah. We've got a profession, a professional here. <laughs> yeah, so this is, um, it's weird because the stuff that I do at work kind of spills over a lot into the kind of stuff that I do um, on my free time. So, you know, analyzing things and kind of digging deep into things and, and noticing, you know, trends and patterns and, and trying to use those to make gold, you know, is just kind of a fun way of applying that mindset. Recre- recreational math. Yeah. Recreational math. <laughs> that sounds like an oxymoron, I'm sure, to a lot of folks. <laughs> All right. I wanted to see if you could, since you have been on the consortium forums for quite a while, I wonder if you could kind of give me a little bit of your history finding them and being involved with them. And if you know, I don't know if you know, because I'm, I'm not sure. I know the consortium forums are you know popular, but I'm not sure if the listeners might have heard of them or have used them or can even know what they are. So can you give me a little bit of your history? And if you know the history of the consortium forums, I don't know if you do, give us a little bit of that and then let us know what they are and, and what you, how you're involved with them. Sure, sure. So... I'll try to, to comment on the history first. I think the the consortium forum started uh, shortly before, sometime in the, towards the end of ICC, um, a whole bunch of folks that were members of another gold making forum decided that they wanted to start their own forums. I think when that one closed down, and they founded the consortium forums, and that kind of became this haven for gold makers as far as a forum. Um, I think the only other thing that kind of compared were the forums that maybe Marco had it at just my Capper and some of those were behind a paywall at some point. Mm-hmm. And um, so the consortium forums were free. And, um, you know, a lot of people started kind of congregating there. There was a lot of um, more in-depth discussion that we had. And there's a lot of really good content there. And it's grown over the years to be just this really massive, uh, massive site. We have the official forum of the Undermine Journal there. We have the official forum of Trade Skill Master there. And I think we also have the official forum of WoW Auction there, which are three really big tools for, uh, for gold makers as far as, um, add-ons and, of course, informatics. Um, did you say informatics? Informatics. What is informatics? Enlighten me. Um, just data analyses, like information, but a- like analytics. Mm-hmm. Analytics and information kind of squashed into one <laughs> word. But, um, yeah, it's really good, you know, folks from all kinds of different servers all talking about, you know, how they make gold. Um, you know, you get all kinds in there, but for the most part, it's, it's, it's really good discussion and it's, um, it's just helpful to see how other people do it because, if there's one thing I've really learned in all the time I've spent gold making, and I've been on probably a dozen different servers trying out gold making to some extent or another, and I've probably looked at what it would take to make gold on dozens more servers. Um, it would just be that 
there's no one size fits all. You know, every server is unique and your approach needs to be tailored to each individual, you know, market on each server. So, you know, it's good to kind of get an idea of how people approach their markets on their server, given the different conditions that they have to deal with, um, because it, it helps you understand the concepts that are behind all of those tips that you hear, um, what makes them, you know, work, and uh, just kind of reinforces that a lot. So those were, um, you know, really helpful. There's a lot of folks that don't post that just sit there and read. There's tons of folks like that. So, you know, anybody who's interested in, in just kind of reading up on that, you know, when you have some free time, there's usually a lot of interesting articles there. And is that at stormspire.net? Is that right? That's right. Okay. Yeah. Is there, Stormspire. Why stormspire.net? Was that just what they picked at the beginning, or did somebody already own a domain name for it? Or well, it's funny because it's it's modeled after the uh, the faction, uh, the consortium okay. in the game. The right? the sure. ethereal trader, the the ethereals, the uh, the guys ethereals. with the wraps around them. That's right, and so like you'll notice that a lot of the uh, the I, I guess you'd call them elite members. I'm one of them. Mm-hmm. Are called wind traders, like some of the guys in that faction. Mm-hmm. And um, then the Storm Spire is a name I think of of like their big town oh. over there. And um, is it Nexus or not Nexus? Um, Nether? No, Nether Storm. Nether yeah, Storm. I was blanking on the. I was blanking on the name. <laughs> I did a lot second. of farming. I farmed f- for a week to get my five thousand in the mats for farmed ore. <laughs> so oh, I'm wow. very familiar with Storm or for, <laughs> okay. with uh, Nether Storm. I memorized the whole. I memorized every node, every treasure chest. I was a dwarf, so I had treasure tracking. So I tracked those treasure chests. Oh, uh, nice. So okay, so yeah, that's is that the it's the place that has the. Pet, su- pet supplier that sells like the exotic pets. Is that the little? Yes. Okay. It's at, yeah, it's at the sure top of a spire and it's in a place with a bunch of storms. So, wow. Okay. Yeah. I got that. I think it took me a long time to actually make, I, I never made the connection between storm spire and consortium. I knew consortium was them, but wow. Okay. Look at this. We're getting deep into the, <laughs> I thought we ma- are. it makes more to sense. The things now. that matter. <laughs> the, the more you know. Yeah. So, um, so what can people expect when they go there? Because when I, I, I'm a member of it and I've had some interaction, but I'm not a super active member. So what would you recommend people do when they get there? I would say, you know, just say hi. And um, if you have specific questions, you know, feel free to, you know, start a new thread and say general discussions and ask your question and, and try to be detailed so that folks are able to, you know, help you. You mean don't say I have this character with these two professions and this character, these two professions, this character, these two professions, this character, these two professions, and and I don't know what to do. <laughs> Those are always interesting where it's like a massive wall of text and then they ask their question you're like well you got a lot of information here maybe yeah ask a I mean, specific question one specific one specific question it's it's definitely good to ask specific questions a lot of people like to post open-ended questions mm-hmm. that say i have you know a level 90 with these professions how do i make gold and and honestly i mean if you read through some of the forums you'd be able to find an answer so at least show that you've tried to kind of read through things mm-hmm. 
and folks are are more than happy to help you. It, it, it's tough to explain to everybody that gold making isn't something that you do um, like grind cloud serpent rep. You, you don't knock it out in a weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that you just you do more like your dailies almost every day. Um, you know, you have you, your gold routine that you take care of. So it, it's really it's a a steadfast part of the game, and it, it takes some dedication and it takes some work um, to gain that understanding and to you know be able to actually make the gold. So try to when people see that you want to learn and you're willing to take the time to to do it. They'll take the time to explain things to you there. They, they definitely will. Um, you know, just try to show that you've taken a little bit of time to look into things yourself too and, and shouldn't be a problem. But, uh, you know, folks are friendly. I mean, there's, there's definitely a lot of content to go back through. Um, the search function is kind of weird. You know, like most forums, the search function <laughs> kind of, kind of sucks. But, um, you know, there's a lot of good stuff that's sticky mm-hmm. that has links that you can find pretty easily. Nice. All right. I want to move on to your mm-hmm. newest endeavor, mm-hmm. your your podcast and blog. Um, do you want to tell me a little bit about the impetus for starting your um, podcast and, and how how it got started, how it's been going, and also you know your blog as well? Because I've noticed there is not just podcasts, on the blog. Do you want to talk a little bit about Late Night with Steed and, and its genesis? Sure. Yeah, so, you know, I, I had this idea as I kind of take, took a step back from co-hosting Call to Auction, which I did for about eight months, and then I started to take a step back, and I do one here or one there. Now, is that, has Call to, sorry, is Call to Auction kind of in a, is it over, basically? Call to Auction is over. Um, I've, because it was gone for quite a while, and I was excited it was gone for a while because I was kind of, it, like when I started my podcast, I wanted to get to the point where call to auction was, mm-hmm. and then I passed them up, and then in episodes, and then they started up again. And I was like, ah, no, because <laughs> there was like a, a no, long was a break race. there. Yeah, we, there was a long break. Um, Euripides came back and he posted on the consortium forums in our elite section. He said, you know. I'm looking for somebody who would make a good co-host, and you know, I sat there for a couple of days, and I said, "Well, if, if nobody else is going to do it, hey, I'm willing to do it." And so, kind of showed me the ropes, and um, you know, we got started. I, and I just loved being able to just talk about things. So, um, you know, he would uh, he would get the show notes together and everything, and I'd just show up and yak about it with him, and that was great. And Eventually, it got to where um, we added a, another co-host. We had uh, Namsab from the consortium forums, and we were all three talking. It was kind of funny because Namsab was on the same server as Euripides, mm-hmm. so they would talk about stuff that was that they saw on their server, and mm-hmm. you'd have kind of two different viewpoints on it. And it gave me a little bit of a, a bit of more time to breathe while we were recording. But um, you know, eventually, it got to where. Just the, the show times were kind of eating into some family time for me because those guys are on the um, they're on the East Coast, mm-hmm. so they're an hour ahead of me. So we would start a little, an hour earlier, and I'm more of a late night guy. Mm-hmm. So 
I took a step back, and then the, the shows got kept getting further and further apart. And Euripides, I understand, he um, he stopped playing while back in August, and he came back to do the final and 200th episode of mm-hmm. the Hunting Party podcast mm-hmm. just a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. which I would, had the good fortune of being able to catch that join them in game over there by uh, Karanos and on my dwarf hunter and just kind of chill out while I heard him record. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, when that kind of stopped and I wasn't banking on it ending, I said to myself, you know, this podcasting stuff is really cool. I enjoy doing it, but I just can't make these times. And I know the guys couldn't make any times that I would want to do. So I think, you know, I want to start my own show. At that point, I was really heavy into looking at how other people did things. And I wanted to have kind of this interview based show. So we got it started. In the, you know, it's, uh, it's been a work in progress ever since, but uh, the first interview I started off with my brother and then I, I kind of cut him off on the first episode. But after that, we got some really cool guys on there. Um, and, uh, it's been, it's been really good. I got a whole list of folks that I got to get to, um, you know, and have on the show at one point and, you know, I started with the folks I knew best because that's what I was more comfortable with. But as I've kind of gone on, I've uh, expanded that that bubble a lot, expanded that comfort zone, and you know, kind of met this entire new community on uh, on Twitter. The blog was meant initially. I wanted to have blog posts and the podcast kind of going hand in hand. And eventually, what it came down to was that it was tough to keep that up in the beginning. So I just had podcasts. And more recently, as I've kind of come back from a short break that I took over the entire month of October, where I'd kind of cooled a good bit on WoW, I needed to take a step back, and then BlizzCon happened, and I realized, yeah, I think I'll come back and <laughs> and stick with this for a while, because it looks, you know, there's a lot of stuff to do right now, and, you know, this expansion... It's, um, it's funny, that the ebb and flow of coming to yeah. the game and leaving the game and coming to the game, like... After you played the game, I mean, shoot, like, what, eight or nine years for a lot of people. And now um, mm-hmm. you you get used to that because a lot of times in guilds it'll be that way where somebody will go and then they'll you know, come back and they'll, you know, they'll stop. And then you think, oh, good luck with everything. And in your mind, you know, yeah, you're, you'll be back. And sure yeah. enough, six months later, whatever, you know. They're they're coming back, and it's not in a negative thing. It's just that um, I think that WoW engenders a lot of good feelings in people, and it also um, you know takes up a lot of time. So people, when things change in life, or their priorities change, or they they just realize they need to you know shift Step things, back. or just or just I mean you know the at some points it gets to the point where you, you think you're doing, you seem to be doing the same thing over and over again. And, you know, or something else new comes along, shiny, uh, you know, new game or you know, right. new TV show or something, something comes along. And, um, but it's just a natural. So anyone out there that's decide, thinking about stopping playing, do it. It's fine. <laughs> it's a natural oh, yeah. part of the game. <laughs> it is. It is. And, you know, go making something that, if you know what you're doing, you can always kind of pick back up. Mm-hmm. So don't be too afraid to, uh, you know, if you need to take some time, take some time because it's, you can get burnout. And I was about to that point, but you know, I had a 
kind of a, a tough run of luck with, uh, you know, a lot of the folks that I was playing with either quit or just didn't really work out the way I, uh, I'd imagined it to be. So, um, seems like the human element a lot of times is involved in, in people's decisions to, <laughs> oh, yeah. they say that they want to take a break from WoW, but the real, the real reason is because <laughs> they want to take they a break take from some of the people. people. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's, um, that wasn't, I guess, the reason back there in October, no, but yeah. it, um, you know, I just kind of cooled on everything mm-hmm. and, uh, Mop had just been, Miss had been one of these, these expansions where, you know, I'd missed out on a lot of stuff. Oh so then I, <laughs> I just gave up. I'm like so far behind. I never even did any of the content for any of the patches. Oh gosh. And, and uh, I, I'm okay with that, <laughs> but it I, was, I want to figure out how to not let that happen with the next one. And I think a big problem for me was that I spent, <clears throat> quite a long time. I wanted to get one character to 90 and I actually recorded the whole thing, which is like, ended up being like oh, wow. something like 50 hours. Um, oh, wow. on my, on my channel, there's Hunter versus Pandaria where I basically recorded the entire leveling from 85 to 90. Um, reading all the quests and everything like that. I think I got up to right at the end of Kunlai Summit, I hit 90. So that took quite a while, a couple months. And it also meant that, um, I kind of got way behind in a lot of... Because I didn't want to level any of my other characters to 90 until that character got to 90. So I've missed out on a lot of content, but you know, I don't necessarily want that to happen in the next expansion, so I'm not quite sure what to do about that. Maybe just have one main character that's my go-out-in-the-world-and-play character and maybe leave the rest of them for a while. You know, I don't know. It's It's tough. I... I don't raid and I don't PvP, so there's a lot of the game that I don't really participate in, um, mm-hmm. and I don't really have a lot of motivation to say like go do dailies because I need something, something, something because I don't need anything basically. So I guess it gets it gets hard to keep up, but I've given up on the fact. Maybe someday I'll go back and I'll just do all the content like in the next expansion. I'll go back and do it, but I don't think I probably will. <laughs> I'll just try to do better the next time around. Yeah, I mean, the cool thing about it is it'll always be there, you know, as long as you're around and, and able to go back, you know, if you ever decide to, you can. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But yeah, we came back in, uh, Kath and I, Catherine Man is my co-host now, he came back in November and we started getting some blog posts cranked out. And a lot of these are ideas or, you know, concepts that I've, I've always kind of kept with me and I... I've made posts here and there about them. Of course, you know, the previous blogs aren't up anymore. A lot of those posts are buried in the consortium, so they're, they're hard to find. And honestly, over time, even the most solid ideas, you refine them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, for sure. it's, it's interesting to, to type those back out, to, to put those back to paper and kind of see how they come back together now in the present when it's something that you thought of, you know, two or three years ago. And um, I found that a, a lot of the core principles and concepts, you know, they, they apply just as well, um, you know, now to what people are doing. So it is kind of interesting I, to, to have the blog part and then have the, the podcast part and to be doing both of them. You know, it's a, it's a challenge to keep up with... Uh, <laughs> With uh, with that kind of content. Schedule. So, is it a blog that is it a podcast that has occasional blog posts, or is it a blog that has occasional podcasts? I'm guessing it's the first one, since it's named after the podcast. 
Yeah, I think you could you could go either way. The the podcast is is definitely a big passion of mine, and the blog is there because honestly, I needed my own space to create <laughs> content. Um, I love creating content and and you know, all kinds of mediums, but my favorite has got to be one that belongs mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure you can kind of relate to some extent. I mean, there's a lot of different places where you can do guest posts or okay. start a forum guide or things like that, or, um, you know, go chill on someone else's stream and talk about, it. I don't know. But for me, I just like having my own space, yeah. which is useful. You know, I had, I had one guy who, uh, you know, had some comments on some of my blog posts and he was being a punk about it. And, um, you know, I ended up being able to tell him, Hey, if you want to be a punk, you can go be a punk somewhere else. And I mm-hmm. <laughs> deleted all of his, uh, all of his comments. And you know, I mean, he wasn't happy, but I don't care. So, yeah. you know, I can't do that in the forums. I have to go ask someone else, pretty please. He's being <laughs> mean to me. Yeah. He's being a punk. Can you, yeah. you know, I was just like, no. So things, you know, things like that. It's nice just to have my own space. Well, we're all I, 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 as I've been, you know, kind of out of it for the last, not out of it, but you know, um, you know, having it, having, you know, we got pregnant, and then it was a move, and then it was the babies being born, and so it's a lot for, of big life events, <laughs> a lot of big life events, and um, the. You know, but I've always maintained a list of, you know, an RSS feed list of blogs. And, um, you know, I actually have, um, if, I don't know if you use if this, then that, but I have that set up to whenever there's a new entry on the RSS feeds that I have set up through Feedly, I, you know, my gold making ones, I get emails. So <laughs> I was starting to get emails uh, now and, and, and able to, cause you know, it's hard to keep up. It's not as hard to keep up nowadays because the posts are a little bit more fewer and far between. But, um, at some points it got to the point where there's just so much, you know, content coming out that you kind of get lost in it. But now I think it's just, you know, a matter of, seeing the content that's coming out and you're, you know, you start just like with wow and people coming back, I would start to see people's blogs start to spin back up and your, um, you know, your podcast was one of the ones that started to come up over and over again. And so, um, I'm like, Oh, cool. You know, this is, this is pretty, this is pretty cool that there's, uh, you know, another gold making podcast out there. Now, do you want to talk a little bit about the technical side of your podcast? Like, how do you record it? How do you set it up? How do you get it out there? Just for people that might be interested in the podcast side of it, because I know that that's something oh, that sure. people might not really know, and there's a, probably a lot of different ways to do it. How do you go from start to actually having it up? I actually have just recently started really digging into learning more about all this, but of course we've been around since the summer, so of course somehow we recorded, and um, you know it's really been just using Google Hangouts, mm-hmm. and then the um, when you're done recording the Google Hangouts, it gets posted to YouTube after a few minutes, and then I would go to YouTube, and in my video manager I would download a copy of the video as an MP4, and I have a program called. Uh, Kigo Video Converter, that's K-I-G-O 
video converter. And what that does is that will rip the audio out of a video file as an MP3. So I literally do this on Google Hangouts. It posts the video to YouTube. I download the video. I rip the audio out of the video. Mm-hmm. And um, I've occasionally had to do some editing with Audacity, mm-hmm. um, which is a freak program. But usually I just edit the metadata on the file mm-hmm. and then upload it to What do you WordPress. use to do that? The oh, metadata. I just... Yeah, the metadata, I, I'll right-click on the file in Windows and I'll oh, go to Properties. Okay. And there's a Details tab where you can okay. put in, like, the artist and album information. I put, you know, Late Night with Steve. Oh, okay. Know. I use a program called MP3 Tag that kind of is a single-purpose app for Windows that just lets you drop in a file and add the metadata and the um, cover art and everything for it and save it out. But Oh, that's pretty cool. I didn't even know that you can see. I don't even know that you can add cover art. <laughs> yeah, so MP3 tag is the name of the program if you want to go check it out. It's sure. Yeah. It's pretty good. Um and then so how does it go from being an MP3 and what's the next steps for you? So then I upload it to WordPress. Um a WordPress premium account gives you about I think 20 gigabytes of space. Mm-hmm. Um it's $25 a year and there's no bandwidth limit. So I do all of my, you can only upload certain types of media, mm-hmm. but MP3 is on the list. And so I do all of my media hosting through WordPress because that's what we did for Call to Auction, as mm-hmm. I came to find out. Um, I'd like to eventually get to where I'm using some more stuff on like Skype, um, where I can record people as, you know, separate tracks mm-hmm. so I can edit them individually. Um, but that's, you know, I've learned a lot, a lot about that, but it's going to take some work to actually do it. And I haven't gotten to where I have the time to, to do that work yeah. right now. So, um, you know, from there, once the file is uploaded, I just include it in a post and off it goes. And uh, Stitcher and iTunes will pick it up and anybody on RSS will pick it up and then I'll, I've got an index page that I keep now because people were telling me <laughs> it's way too complicated mm-hmm. to try to, you know, use your Stitcher app to get back to episode, you know, five, you know, because you make an easier way to do that. So now I have an index of all the um, all the episodes there on the site. Yeah, so. I finally got an index page <laughs> for uh, for mine as well, and it's it's very handy. <laughs> I was actually yeah. gonna. I was gonna see where's your. Let me see. I was gonna look on your. Uh, where's your index link? I'm on. Oh, there it is. I got it. Yeah. I was gonna actually recommend you actually reverse chronological order them. Oh, that's not a bad idea. It'll make it <clears throat> so that the the newest ones are on top. I think that that's be- not a bad idea. I might go ahead and do that. <laughs> and also, if you're gonna eventually look into editing separate tracks i use a program called call graph c-a-l-l-g-r-a-p-h yeah i've been reading about that yeah, yeah. it's made for transcription but it's it's records each one in its own track uh, so left you know will be me and then right will be you and, and like whoever else is on skype and then I just I use Sony Vegas, which is actually a video editing program. Right. And right. Uh, I duplicate the track, and then I group it, and then I make I right click on one track and make it left channel only, and the other one right channel only. So that way um, I can adjust them each individually. It's it's pretty nice. 
but I also like it when I could just record it from start to finish and, and, uh, I don't know. As time's gone on, I've done less and less editing to things. Um, the show mm-hmm. used to be broken up into like three parts and now it tends to flow. Um, so yeah, yeah. So it, it's, uh, I love I like podcasting as well. So then you upload it. Oh, nice, nice. Now, do you do anything special with your RSS feed? Do you have a tag that a tag based RSS feed? No, I it uses. Um, I, I'm not sure exactly what you mean by by tag based, but well, uh, so for example, on my blog, I have a a tag. Now, do you host your your site on on um, on Blogger? Uh, yeah, okay. the site is on Blogger. But the yeah. files are on WordPress. Okay, yeah. so yeah, I used FeedBurner and I bi- I burned it, but only the only blog posts that are tagged with a certain tag, like podcasts, get included in a certain RSS feed in FeedBurner, and that one's the one I send out to iTunes. Oh, yeah, iTunes. Whenever I was looking into it, it told me that it was. Uh, whenever I was looking into it, which is of course a little bit more recently, I'm sure than when you started, but um, it told me that it will pick up anything that has that have, okay. Perfect. enclosure links. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I use the enclosure links. I, I gotcha. just include the file cool. in that link. Nice. Yeah, I um, I use FeedBurner's uh, podcast. What's it called? Um, it's called uh, FeedBurner SmartCast. Not SmartCast. Anyway, they have an option in FeedBurner to make it so you can add your own art and data to the to the thing when you um, when you put okay. together a an RSS feed that's for podcasts. But um, yeah, it's funny. Like, there's <laughs> podcasting is awesome, but it's really kind of like caveman days still, even though it's been around for you know caveman days as far as like the ease of use of of getting things put together and everything and. I just read that. I just read that SoundCloud has got a beta now for podcasts, and um, so I'm going to look into that a little bit. I I'm like you. I don't. I, I host my files on archive.org, and it seems to work out pretty great. Um, I think they'll never really go away, and it's free <laughs> as well. But um, for for f- possible future podcasts, I, I'm uh, I'm going to look into SoundCloud as a possibility. But um, yeah, enough podcast talk for those of okay. you that are out there. If you wanted to, <laughs> if anybody out there is well, thinking about starting a podcast, <laughs> you can go ahead and get a hold of me, or I guess you can get a hold of Steed if you want to. Um, I don't know if you <laughs> want to. No, do. that's <laughs> that's fine. I may send some of their questions to you. Though. Okay, awesome. Right. Yeah, I am. Um, I, I I know a few things here and there. Um, all right. So make sure everybody goes out and checks out Late Night with Steed um, podcast. And you can find that at lnws.net. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I think, think that that's going to wrap it up, Steed. Do you think that, that that's going to yeah. do it for us? Yeah. We'll have to um, one of these days when we got some more time. Maybe we'll have to have you over on uh, on the show and we can talk some gold making yeah. stuff and 
Oh, yeah, I can get you to talk about you and maybe me to talk a little less about me. <laughs> I wanna, everybody, everybody hears me talk all the time. It, they, they want to, I, I, I want to get to know, you know, I want to get, I wanted to get to know you and I think, I think we did. Yeah, yeah, I know, I understand. I feel the same way a lot of times on my own show, so. <laughs> <laughs> I want to uh, get to know the people, you know. Yeah. The, so. the people, the, the behind, the behind, the behind the music. Behind the gold. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Steed, for being on this episode number 84 of the Power Word Gold podcast. Why don't you go ahead and let people know um, how they can find more from you? You can always catch me at uh, my website, Late Night with Steed, www.lnws. I'm on Stitcher. You can find me at SteedWow. LNWS.net lnws.net or at steedwow or on the consortium forums at stormspire.net now you guys record your podcast live right we do we do we want to let people know yeah we record live on thursday nights at 11 59 p.m eastern u.s time and our shows usually run about an hour and a half ish um we have a lot of folks that'll come and, and watch live on youtube or and or come hang out with us in IRC as we record live and you know give us feedback, ask us questions that we can answer on the show. Um, all the info is on the website, mm-hmm. um, so just at the top there, there's a little banner that shows you all the places where you can uh, find us. So whenever we go live on YouTube, there'll be a link there that'll bring you to where you can find our uh, our live cast. Can I give you a recommendation? Sure. What I would love to see: mm-hmm. a countdown timer. On the sidebar Ooh. of your blog, that that's a cool idea. Counts down to uh, the next time that the show starts. See, that is a cool idea. See, this is why I like talking to other people <laughs> in the gold making community because there's there's always really good ideas that we can get when we put our heads together. <laughs> yeah, like this. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. And uh, again, I or again, as always, I'm Jim Youngkin. You can find more by heading over to uh, find our blog and podcast by heading over to powerwordgold.net. You can find us on uh, our live streams, which is twitch.tv slash Jim Youngkin. That's spelled Y-O-U-N-K-I-N. Uh, we've been trying to get in some more live streams, so make sure you head over there and um, follow us. If you have a smartphone, which pretty much everybody does these days, um, <laughs> you can download the Twitch TV app. And if you sign into it and if you're following me, then you'll get a little mobile alert when I go live, which is cool. Um, you can also find us on YouTube at youtube.com slash Follow and interact with us on Twitter at PowerWordGold, Facebook.com slash PowerWordGold. We love interacting with people there. If you like the tumblers, we're at PowerWordGold.tumblr.com, Google.com slash plus PowerWordGoldNet for Google+. Plus. And uh, if you want to send us an email, send that to PowerWordGold at Yahoo.com. And last but not least, the sponsor for this episode of the PowerWordGold podcast is our PowerWordGold guides. We have two different guides that we um, sell. And there's the Power Gold Guide Volume 1, which is a 130-page guide to making gold with add-ons, and the Power Gold Guide Volume 2, which is a 75-page guide to making gold in Mista Pandaria. The price for those guides are $5, $10, $15, or $20, four different prices. They all purchase the same guides. We just leave it up to you to decide what you'd like to pay to support us by purchasing one of the guides. To purchase those guides, head over to PowerWordGold.net. Look for the banner ad, the purchase links on the sidebar, or the store link at the top of the page. 
If you purchase with PayPal, you should be sent to the downloads page. If not, send us an email at poweredgold at yahoo.com and we'll get you set up. So, all right, Steed. All right. Thank you so much for sharing with us and I look forward to listening to more episodes of the podcast. It's funny, I do listen to gold making podcasts, but I tend to listen to a lot more non wow gold make and non wow non gold making podcast yeah. um i kind of feel like it's like the mechanic like you're you go at work at cars all day and then you come home and you don't want to have to work on cars at home which is why my dad was a mechanic and our cars were always broken down <laughs> <laughs> so like uh when i listen to podcasts i don't necessarily always want to listen to gold making ones but yours is one of the ones that i'm you know make sure to catch because you're a lot better. You guys are a lot better about keeping up with what's going on with the with the news and and great theories. So, thank you so Thanks, much. <laughs> I really appreciate that. And I, I appreciate you having me on the show here. Yeah, no problem. And uh, thanks everybody for listening. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye bye. Simple tip and trick. Something that's easy for people to pick up, and if they don't learn anything else from the podcast, they can remember. You've probably already heard this before, but um, my simple tip would be, you know, starting off on the auction house. Oh, no, no, not now. Save it. Save it. Save it. Oh, It's okay. going to be in the show. I'm going to ask you oh, for it. Perfect. Got it. Perfect. And yeah.